Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junton. We are here with him. He is former Under Armour All-American. Is that good? Second round draft pick of the Cleveland Indians. It is my pleasure to welcome Juan Hillman to the Official Unofficial Hello. podcast. What's up, bro? Not much. Just, uh, just grinding at this point. Just grinding. How, yeah, like I was gonna bring this up. Like, how, how much is this? Uh, how has this affected you? Just the whole the whole uh, pandemic and you not being able to play and you not being able to carve in the minors. Like, how has that affected you? What have you been doing? Uh, just finding different ways to stay busy and uh, just keep the mind fresh. And uh, of course, I'm working out, getting my baseball stuff done, and uh, things I need to get better at and improve. I'm definitely making those uh, improvements and. Uh, like I, I would like to be playing right now so I can see the improvements and kind of see where it's at and where I'm at mentally and physically. But uh, of course I'm not. So just kind of find different ways to at least just, like I said, keep your mind just, just straight on and, and, and just keep going to your goal. And uh, honestly, like me personally, I, the, I hate that it happened, but it, it definitely it definitely helped me a lot with myself this whole COVID experience the whole pandemic kind of made me take a look uh see dif- see di- uh see different things uh clearly and uh kind of sit and talk to myself how bad do I really want to play this game and uh take it to the next level so like a lot of self-reflecting during this pandemic and uh for me it, it helped me out a lot so I'm definitely I'm definitely one of the people who can say that this pandemic really helped. So yeah, I'm yeah. one of them. For sure, man. I mean, it, it also kind of takes off the strain of your arm because you're used to throwing all the time. And uh, during this time in the season, you're playing in the minors, obviously not right now, but you're yeah. usually throwing hundreds and hundreds of pitches, a little bit more strain on your arm. You kind of got that year rest now. So I'm expecting 97 plus out of you, to be honest. I'm expecting uh, 97 plus. I mean, honestly, that'll be a huge jump for me. <laughs> Normally, I float in the the high eighties, low nineties in that range. But uh, hopefully, I can show more consistency of the the low nineties, and then hopefully push for those uh, mid to but mid to high nineties. But of course, I got to start somewhere, and I know what it takes. And uh, of course, I'm making those strides and continue to keep pushing myself to want to keep doing better and get better at it. So. Uh, I said, hopefully my goal next year is trying to just get out there and at least sit around, at least be more consistent with throwing the 92s, 91, 92s, 93s, and then just keep going, keep climbing the ladder with the with the velo. Yeah, because that because uh, yeah, you're right on that because that plays from the left side when you're throwing like yeah. low 90s. It plays on the left side, and you got nasty off speed stuff. And and here's a little thing, a segment of the show where I pump my guest tires. I don't know if you know what that means, but I hype you up a little bit. As I said, you were an Under Armour All American, which is humble brag, whatever. How cool was that to be named to the All American team? And how cocky did a little bit make you in high school walking around telling your buddies? I'm an All-American. What are you? Because that's what I would have been. I would have been the cockiest human being of all time. I was never that person to brag. Even a lot of people in my high school didn't even know that I played in that game. Just because how I carry myself at school, I like to just kind of be low-key under the radar. And I'm still in to this day. doing Even if I'm having a great season and everyone knows that I'm having a great season, I'm still the same person. No matter what, how good or bad I am, good or bad I'm doing I'm still gonna remain the same person and uh that's where um 
flash, calm flash Gordon. He, he taught me to just just be level level headed because you if you're having too much success and then you get the big head, it it can be it can be snatched from you that fast. So yeah, I just always just stay level headed and um. It was it was definitely fun playing in that All American game. I actually the the Under Armour game. Kyler Murray was actually in that. Yeah, game. Yeah, I was about to mention that. Yeah, he was actually in that game. Kyler Murray, Kyle Tucker. We had a, a bunch Austin of guys. Riley, dude. That game was stacked. It was unfair. Yeah. Mount Castle, which is my friend, uh, played with him travel ball. But yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a, a cool experience. And that was the Under Armour one was actually. I believe a week after the perfect game one. So it was like I flew from San Diego straight to Wrigley. And it was that was a cool experience. I think I went to school maybe a couple days late, but it was all cool for me. Like I went to school without a haircut because I was <laughs> so much. When the first day, yeah, my first day of school, I did not have a haircut. <laughs> because I was just traveling playing baseball, which it was. I was okay. Normally, I, I need my hair cut. I need to look good going to school. But I was like, you know what? Who cares? I just played in two games that it's hard to get in. And I, I was like, you know, it's okay. But, yeah, um, it is, yeah. Cool. And um, I was – so in my neighborhood, I was the baseball All-American. And then a couple houses down from my mom's house, we had a football All-American on Dormer, which is probably no only probably – I don't know, but uh, Derwin James. Yeah. So yeah, we happened to be two All Americans. We graduated both in 2015. He was the football, I was the baseball in the same neighborhood. Okay, yeah. No, that's pretty unfair having two All Americans in the same street. I don't think my my uh my country had one All American that year. And it was actually a guy that I grew up playing against, and now he actually got traded to the Indians, Josh Naylor. So he he's from around uh, here. Played Josh in uh area code and um in the, the the travel ball sequence when yeah. you had to grind and get your name out there, that was I faced him in a area code. Him and Demi, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I faced him and Demi and uh, Demi Orimole or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Demi. He's <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy to be, that we have Josh now. I can actually talk to him now instead of face him, of course. Yeah, but uh, he, he's unfair. He's unfair to face. He's so good. Yeah, I, I think I faced his I faced his brother uh Bo during spring training before we uh before we got shipped back home. But uh I actually threw to his brother as well. Mm -hmm. Great catcher, young guy. He's definitely gonna be a stud. So I'm, I'm eager to see him progress. Yeah, dude, Bo is nasty because like people obviously he flies under the radar because Josh is in the show. But Bo, when we were like 18, he was 16, 15, playing against 18-year-olds. Like he was just a not he was just a natural athlete, just a freak of nature. And he's and he he could play anywhere, man. He's a really good player. So he's gonna be a guy that's he, he can shoot the basketball too. Yeah, he's, he's good at everything. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, so, man. Uh, yeah. He is good. I mean, and, and then you go from the all-American game and you commit to UCF, I believe, right? Am I correct on that? So you're committed to UCF. How hard was that for you to turn down UCF? And let me give you a little bit of a background on UCF. It is just an incredible school, unbelievable looking woman, obviously, a crazy campus, party school. It's the dream. It's every kid's dream to go to like, if you live around Florida, you know, UCF's popping. So how hard was that for you to say, I ain't going here. I'm going to go to the minor leagues and eat peanut butter and jam sandwiches all day. Uh, it was, it was, it was pretty hard leading up to the draft. 
because I didn't know like what 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 was going on or what was going to happen. But uh, I think once my name was called, it was kind of it was kind of clear that I was I was I was going to start my career. And um, yeah, I believe it was. I, don't, I wouldn't say it was too hard for me, honestly. <laughs> when I got drafted, it wasn't hard. But before, it was kind of like uh. But yeah. when I got drafted. I knew I wanted to go play and start my career. So, yeah. And then on draft day, you go second round, which is you second round is a crazy is a crazy round to go in because there's so many rounds in baseball. So if you go second round, you're a certified dog. So what was it like for you, man, to go get drafted in the second round? You have to turn down UCF. All that work has finally paid off in Florida for you. you. Go second round of the Indians. What was that like for your name to be called? Uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a cool experience. Uh, I had my family and friends there at his little uh, local bar close to my hometown, and um, it was just cool to see. Ah, I'm getting a call. <laughs> it was just, it was just. Yeah, I don't know if I'm getting a call and then they mess up the screen or not. So that's yeah, why no, I was we're trying. golden. We're golden. But um, it was, it was definitely cool to see my family happy. My mom, especially my mom. I love, like, I do everything for my mom. And, uh, I just I just love seeing my mom a smile on my mom's face and uh that day really made her smile and uh of course she cried. My mom's very sensitive. <laughs> she cries a lot with, with stuff I do. Even when she see me on the field, like she came out in the uh, last season and watched me play in the my second all star game. And uh just, just having her there and her being able to see me, it was just it was it was honestly a, a great experience. And uh, she drove up from Atlanta way up to, uh, I think it was playing in, but no, not Potomac. It was in, uh, what is it, Frederick? Frederick, yeah, it was playing the Keys. Yeah. And she drove, well, that's what All-Star game was at their uh, ballpark. And uh, she came up there and watched me play. And uh, like I said, I, just, I do everything for my mom. And uh, it was cool to see her. Uh, it, was, it was cool. I say cool a lot. It was, it was cool to see her. Uh, crying and, and and so happy for me and uh like i said i do everything for her and uh that was a great experience of my of my life yeah i mean you get to live out that dream that all the kids kind of grow up to to see their name pop across the draft board and may, on the mlb network but you see we're we don't talk about another man's money on this show but we'll just say this second round draft pick obviously you get a little pretty chunk of change in that bank account what was the first thing that you bought with that money that, this is a two-part question. What was the first thing you bought, and what was the thing? What was the dumbest thing you bought? Where you're like, I can't believe I just purchased this. Okay, I like I like that. That's a great question. So the first thing I actually bought, like uh, honest to God, I bought my mom a Cleveland Indians jersey. I did, I did. That was the first thing I bought. The craziest thing I bought was it probably had to be. I don't think it's crazy because it was a cool time to to have it. But I had a hoverboard. <laughs> of course, I'm not on it, especially when I'm just getting drafted. Like I'm just getting a foot stepped in the door, and of course, I'm gonna fall on the hoverboard. Yeah. So I would say the hoverboard probably was the dude. It's the hover. The hoverboard is such like if you think about this, if you turn back the clock, and people are gonna say a hoverboard, but in 2015, that was the thing that was popping was the hoverboard. Yeah. All the rich like, people had it. It, it it just it was like you you had to have one, and of course I when I first got drafted yeah I was like yeah I see one right here for eight hundred but I know I can find one for four hundred somewhere <laughs> but it was like I can't get the eight hundred yet so I, even I did I did end up getting it for 
think I think it was like four fifty. And it was like but I'm I'm very like I love like I love stuff like that. Gadgets, all the cool looking stuff, technology, I'm I'm hundred percent for it. Like it's one thing I want right now. It's like it's it's a unos it's, it's kinda like a hoverboard, but just one one wheel. And you just stand on it, lights up, and it goes up like twenty or thirty miles per hour, which is scary. But like I'm into all that stuff. I got a, I just got a bike. I was gonna drive the bike. Uh, I was gonna bring it with me during the season. If we had a season, I was gonna drive the live close enough to the ballpark where I can just ride my electrical bike to the field and back home. I'm I'm into all that stuff. So. No, dude. I mean, I respect the hell out of that because if you could save money on not on not splurging on an expensive ass car, then I respect. What what car are you rolling around in then? Uh, I have a Dodge Challenger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just got it. I just got it wrapped, and I just finally made some changes to it since. But I never made. I never did any changes to it. It was burnt orange, but now I got it a uh, matte black. Everything Ooh. black. Dude, you, you and you gotta listen to this song because obviously you don't. Uh, I, as I said, said earlier, I'm from Toronto, so there's this fire track called Black Challenger. I don't know if you've heard it. It uh, is never, fire. You gotta hear. I'll play it for you after the interview. I'll play yeah, it for I'll you. Definitely, I'll definitely take a listen to I, it. I should, it. It goes hard. It really. That's like a Toronto anthem. You play that here in Toronto, everyone goes crazy. So I'll, I'll show it to you after this. But yeah, man. Then you go to the minors, like you said. You're in the minor leagues, grinding. What was your what was your minor league experience like for sure? Because you're a guy that went to like I said, you went to Olympia High School, right? So you go to Olympia High School, which is a pretty pretty great high school, and then now you're grinding in minor leagues and shitty hotel rooms, shitty meals. You're grinding on long bus rides. What was your first experience like in the minor leagues? Were you just like Jesus, man, this is insane? First experience, I would say, well, I got to Arizona. Crazy, crazy heat. Well, I never experienced that ever. I think it got up like 118 my first week out there. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But, um, and then uh, when I went to Mahoney Valley short season, that was my first time really away, like just away from, from everyone. Small city. Of course, you got the short, the short season, so we don't get the good hotels for the most part. But um, I would say, honestly, I, I honestly think my my I pretty had pretty good uh, experiences with the minor leagues. Like you see some nice, cool stadiums. When I was a short season, I was able to see um, a plan in Staten Island and Brooklyn that same, like kind of within yeah. the same. So like just going from like small ballparks that don't get many fans, then go out there to go play in Staten Island. You can see the the whole backdrop, Statue of Liberty, and all this, all that cool stuff. You ride, you see the ferry going back and forth, like. I, I think I was blessed to have some good uh, minor league experiences, honestly. Yeah, because there's some leagues, shout out the Midwest League, where it's a grind, bro. I mean, we've had some stories on here where it's like, I can't believe this is minor <laughs> This is professional baseball. But you kind of yeah. get lucky. Like you said, man, with the New York Penn League, you got some beautiful places. I mean, you got Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where the Little League World yeah. Series is that nice, uh, beautiful, beautiful field. You got Staten Island. You got Brooklyn. So you kind of get lucky there playing in that New York Penn League, man, because then, there's some grindy leagues. Yeah. And then in, luckily, in my experience with the Midwest League, I was on the side that I didn't have to experience the, the worst of the worst. It was like the <laughs> – I don't really want to say the team names, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like the Beloit. Yes. The, yes. The play on that side. I was on the, 
South Bend, Dayton, like the cool stadiums, the nice. Yeah. So it's like I had to, like I said, I've, I've just been blessed to have the good experiences with the Midwest League. Dude, and it's funny you bring that up, man, because I feel so bad. And I'll say, I literally, it sucks because I say this every episode. I feel bad for Beloit because it gets roasted every episode on this show. And I'm not over-exaggerating to you, man. You can listen back. Beloit, Wisconsin, when I asked what's the worst minor league town, every single time it gets brought up. I can't even make it up. I can't even make it up. So you kind of got lucky not being able to go there, man, because I heard it's like a varsity high school field. It's just terrible. Yeah, I haven't, like I said, I haven't played at any of those places. The only place I played at was, I did play in Burlington on that side. Burlington and, uh, yeah. what is it, Quad City? Is it Quad Cities? Quad City, yeah, the Quad yeah, City River Quad, Bandits. Yeah. yeah, they had a nice stadium. I think the worst one I would say that I've played on that division would probably be Burlington. Yeah. But, Still, at the end of the day, it's still pretty. Yeah, it's you got the hotel, you got the the nice hotel with everything in it, and like a fun hotel. So, last I just been likely to have uh, those great experiences. Yeah, and I didn't mention in your intro, like I like, I mean, there's so many accomplishments you've already had at such a short period of time, but. You're a two-time All-Star, like you said. A little humble brag kind of notched that one on the resume. How cool is that to be an All-Star in the minor leagues, man? I mean, obviously, you don't get that much. You don't get, like, a award or anything, but it's just kind of cool to have that on the resume as a minor league All-Star. Yeah, so I had my first one in a short season. Kind of started off hot and then uh, went through some things, went through a little rough patch, and then uh, kind of had to figure things out and then uh, went to – those next two seasons, I went back. To, I went to Lake County, which is low way, and uh, had some bad experiences. But I had some show some flashes of what I could do. But I just kind of putting the pieces together it was kind of hard for me. Which I love that team. I love playing in Lake County and uh, love love everything about it. I actually had some some great guys on that team, which is Bieber, Savali, Plezak. Jesus, those guys. Those guys was on my team in Lake County, so. <laughs> And I'm charting, I'm charting Beaver, I'm charting Savali behind home plate. So just seeing what they was doing now or back then to what they're doing now, it's like, of course, it's still the same. But it's like, dang, I, I literally witnessed this firsthand. Like, I witnessed it in short season when they first got drafted. Yeah. So it's good to see that development with them. So it's kind of like it pushes me even more because these guys were on my team. Of course, I was younger than them. I was the youngest on the team, but kind of seeing how they go about things like that stuff is still stuck in my head so now it's like okay they didn't do any playing around so why am i kind of playing around yeah. or not taking every little thing they say why am i taking it to the brain and sticking to it so like i said covid kind of put all that in perspective for me but uh it was a uh, good to have that second all-star game because like i said i knew i showed flashes of what i could do so i just wanted to just put it all together once that last season I played, which was in high in Lynchburg and um, just kind of stick with my strengths and just keep attacking my strengths until they make me change uh, just to it. So uh, I told myself, you know what, I'm just come out here and just have fun again and just play the game and just have fun. And luckily I was able to be an all-star. I just wanted to keep it up the, the whole season. So, yeah. And, the, who who was on that team when you made the all-star team who was sharing that all-star nomination with you from that team was it Bieber and guys like that or were they all are already moved up Bieber uh I think I think they were already 
I think they were already moved up or either still had a small amount of innings because it was just getting out of college. But uh, we had a guy who played with Beaver uh, on that team, Andrew Kalika. Yeah, he's a freak. He's yeah, nasty. We had uh, Tanner Tolley, which he's still with the Indians organization. Um, we had uh, a position player named Erlen Serda, Gabriel Mejia, and then uh, Todd Isaacs. We had a guy named Todd. He runs the home run derby. This is my, my good close friend. He started the whole home run derby in Bahamas. Oh. And uh, you get to the water from the little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he we got we had him on the, uh on that team as well. Close friend, still my friend. Talked to him a lot, and um, yeah, hopefully he can get on this show. Like, he'll definitely, <laughs> well, definitely, I'll get it going. I'll get it going. But yeah, but, uh, yeah that was that was the, the all star list right there. So, are you saying like it doesn't surprise you seeing what Shane Bieber did last year? Pretty much because you were charting these nasty pitches he was throwing. So, if, for a guy like you who saw that in short season. And in the minors, you were probably like, I, I, I was like three years ahead of this shit. I've seen this shit for years. Yeah, it, 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 I don't like, I don't like talking about it too much, but I have to tell people like how great these guys were in the minor leagues. Like it's hard to explain, but I literally witnessed it firsthand. So I love <laughs> to talk about it. I love to talk about it. <laughs> Dude, it's great, man. It's it's and that minor league system, that pitching staff, you guys just throw out there. And a guy that I wanted to bring up, obviously, is a guy that future guests of the show. We're gonna say we're gonna say this right now. Future guests of the show. He is uncomfortably tall, but he is disgusting at the game of baseball. T Mac, what's our boy Tristan McKenzie like, bro? This guy's this guy is such a joy to watch on the baseball field, man. It's a it's a pleasure to even watch this guy. He's definitely he's definitely one of a kind. And uh, been my close friends since we got drafted. And uh, like I said, room together whenever we were together. Um, every camp, every every everything for the most part. And uh, just seeing him come back after not being able to pitch in two years. I mean, I put, I know the nerves was there, and watching him, me watching him make his debut. I was just like literally like a dream come true. Even even though it was a dream for him, it was like a dream for me too. Like, dang, this is my, this is my, like, we were both of us babies when we got drafted. And then seeing him go out there and just shove against big leaders, of course. And then I even tweeted when he was pitching against the Yankees in the in the postseason, like, like I was just watching you, <laughs> and now you're pitching in the freaking against the Yankees in the postseason at, at your home turf, rookie season, like, just the biggest of the biggest stage. And, uh, Great guy, great guy. I mean, love talking to him. I probably talk to him every day, or if not every other day. Like, yeah, we're not talking we're either on the game or in a group chat. Like, he's same. He's still the same Tristan. He, he never changed. If he did change, it's for the better, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he just wanted to see everyone, everyone win, and everyone be great. And uh, that's why I love love Tristan. Yeah, and I can't wait. Obviously, being a fan of yours now, I can't wait for that moment when you reach the show and you and T Mac are out there just grinding in pregame, just catching fly balls and BP. I can't wait for that shit. That's that. I that's the stuff that gets me going. Just seeing two oh, boys right there on the field. You feel me? Yeah, I'm definitely excited for her. And uh, let's like say I'm putting the work in to to hopefully get up there and join them soon. Yeah. And that's uh, I know what it takes, and uh, just got to keep going after, and uh, can't let up. But yeah. 
like I said, de- COVID definitely helped me. So I'm excited to to get back out there and and just and show what I got. And the way you're talking right now makes me want to run through a brick wall for you. Like you're firing me up. Like I want to be good at baseball again. That's the way you're talking right now. Just get me going. I can't wait to see the shit you do next year. I'm fired up for it. But you you mentioned team. What, what, finish that. What were you gonna say? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited because, like I said, I, I kind of saw a little bit of success last year in high A, and I know what I was doing with with the below I did have. Hopefully, hopefully, I, like I said, I don't know how. Hopefully, I do gain below, but I know it'll help because I'm a guy who can throw a, a few pitches for strikes, and uh, and I know the below definitely helped me in the right direction. So. Uh, I'm just eager to get out there and see what I got. Yeah, me too, bro. Me too. But let let's let's get a funny story you have of T Mac here. So maybe if, once he comes on, I'll bring this up to him. What's a what's the funniest story you have of Tristan McKenzie? Funny story with Tristan. Or what's something funny that he does where it's like there's no one else that does this? Just a weird pregame routine, anything like that. What does he do that makes him unique or funny? Okay, okay, okay. I can't say this. He loves to dance. Tristan loves to dance. I don't know if a lot of people <laughs> like this, but Tristan loves to dance. It was one time. Uh, what you probably? I don't. I don't think he did it this year at all. But I know in the, when I did play with him in a short season, it'll be a few times he'll be on the mound because he loves music, which we both love music. I'm a big music head too, and we love listening to other guys' walk up songs when they come up the bat. So you'll kind of see Tristan like bopping or. Doing, doing one of these on the mound. <laughs> but, but like I said, you, you'll see him a lot, like just listening to the music. You might think he's not focused, but listening to that music is getting him even more focused. So that's just, and like I said, he loves music and loves to dance. So he's always he's always showing his moves around. What a legend. What a legend. What, so what's your walkout song going to be? Like when you make that debut, what are they going to be bumping at Progressive Field? What's going to be getting the fans going? Honestly, I don't, I don't honestly don't know yet, but uh, I have a few songs out on uh, that I made personally. Yeah. But uh, I have a few songs, but I, I literally won't use my song, like because I don't take music serious at all. But um, honestly, I don't, I don't know yet. Probably you know. Lil Wayne, though. probably Lil Wayne or Drake. It's just it's- yeah. <laughs> The six god, I you're just ground. You're gaining brownie points with me mentioning the six god. That's my guy. I, I that's my favorite artist of all time. Yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely became one of one of my. I'm a big uh, Drake fan, big Drake, big Lil Wayne. And I went to the concert actually when I was in high school when they had the little series, the Drake versus yeah, Lil yeah. Wayne. Yeah, I went to I went and saw them live. So okay, that, that was a fun experience. I haven't seen but, I haven't seen Drake live. I listen to a few people from uh from out there from uh Canada. Who, like, give, give me a couple. Of course, okay. I was always a Justin Bieber fan. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm just let it be known. <laughs> He's Justin fire. Bieber, Drake. Um, I don't want the weekend. The weekends from Miss Saga. He he he's the he's my favorite sing, singer of all time when it comes to male singers. The weekend yeah. is he here with me just because I, I like listening to him I think his voice is very unique and the closest sound that we have to Michael Jackson so yeah. that's why I like listening to the weekend party next doors yeah. from here bro we just pump out people <laughs> yeah I definitely definitely got him out there I definitely have to experience uh 
Canada. Hopefully, I can get out there soon because my friend is uh friends with uh, Bo Bichette. But okay, so hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I get out there one day and get, actually get out there with Bo. So I'll be honest with you. You even saying that name just gets me going because around here, Bo Bichette is like I pray to that guy every night. That's my hero. Like that. What's I mean? I what? A, first of all, just an incredible name drop from you. I love it because Bobachet's a freak. He's we're a pro Bobachet podcast. I love Bobachet. What is Bo like, by the way? What's he like off the field? Off the field, Bo's he, he's 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 a lot to himself, which is which is why he's so great. He he stays in his own lane. He minds his business. He's all about his work and his work only. And helping others, of course. He always wants to help others. And um, he's been the same guy since the first day I met him. Because I used to play against Bo as well when we were little kids. And just to see Bo from little kids, all he was always that hitter to me. I always feel like Bo, he's going to hit no matter what. And um, when I was I, when I was growing up, I was pretty – I threw pretty hard growing up on the small field. <laughs> and he always gave me a battle no matter – when, where he all he he will probably tell you to this day he always gave me a battle back then and um he, like I said he 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 he's been the, he's been my friend ever since since we were younger played on my travel ball team uh great family love the family love Bo and um like I say he he he's a great guy all around yeah he's I mean. And I, if I were you, I would kind of be a little bit cautious walking around Toronto with Bo Bichette because every female in Toronto will be all over him. You got you to gotta be like that. You got to be that security guard for Bo because he's oh, not yeah. safe in Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the flow. It's the flow. <laughs> it is. It is. And, like, and I've said this. If, if I know Bo Bichette's in Toronto, I'm not putting my girlfriend within the 30-kilometer radius of Bo Bichette. <laughs> She'll leave me, guaranteed, for Bo Bichette. And I'd be honored for that, actually. So it's cool. I'm completely fine with that. He, he's definitely a guy that that they love. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he continue to keep doing great things out there in Toronto. Yeah, for sure. And then let's go back into your minor league career because I'm sure this hasn't been brought up to you. So shout out to me for doing this research. You had an immaculate inning. Do you know, uh, immaculate inning for people who don't know what that is. If you don't, you're not that with baseball. You don't know that much about baseball. An immaculate inning is nine pitches, nine strikes. Three outs. Just an, a stupid stat line. Did you realize you did that? Honestly, okay. I, you know what? I'm always honest, so I'll be 100% honest. <laughs> when I walked off the mound after that, uh, Nick Sandlin was a prospect we have in the organization. He said, hey, Juan, congrats on an immaculate inning. I said, I looked at him like, okay i guess i had three strikeouts so i thought he was just playing a, i thought he was trying to be slick like wow you got three <laughs> strikeouts in a row because i'm not a big strikeout guy so when he said like i was like okay like he's happy i got three strikeouts woohoo and then and then the next person said well you just you know the immaculate it is and i was like nah i honestly did not i did not know what it was so i tw- even i tweeted after the game i did not know this was a thing because i personally didn't <laughs> But now I know what immaculate in it is, and uh, I guess it's very rare. And I'm happy I had one of those. But that was right in the uh, Cedar Rapids. Yeah, dude, it, it's but a the cool thing. thing with, the crazy thing is with baseball is two minutes later I gave up for granted my first career grand slam. 
<laughs> it does a great job of humbling you, man. It, it humbles you very quickly. You'll think you're Clayton Kershaw. The next thing you know, you give up a nuke. It's crazy. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely a nuke. It was definitely a grand my first one. I'm like, how? I just had the immaculate history. <laughs> no, but, and, and, and for people who are like, uh, you can watch that video on YouTube. The of you having the immaculate inning, you could literally tell that you didn't even, you had no idea what you just did when you were walking off the mound. Cause it, cause you, if you're watching the box score and you're looking at like the ticker on the bottom, you just consistently see no balls, two strikes <laughs> on the ticker. And then you get that last out. I believe it's on a, a, a breaking ball. You strike the guy out with shout out to I, me for remembering you know, that. You just walk straight onto the dugout. Yeah, and then I, you just you, you had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, but. Hopefully I get one soon. And that's how I definitely show emotion and I shout you out or something. There it is. There it is. Shout out, shout out the pod, shout out the pod. Yeah, man. It, it's the immaculate inning to me is like, it, it hasn't been done that much. So it's such a cool thing to get. And it's even cooler when you have literally no idea what you just did. And we mentioned the home runs, the, the grand slam you gave up. And I like to keep you humble a little bit here. What's the biggest home run you've ever given in your minor league career? And who was it to, or just give us a little example of what happened. Like give us a little storytelling experience on your, on the longest home run you've ever given up. I would say, I say one, one home run. I, I would say, I just really like, Oh man, it was his name. I can't remember his name, but I was having a, I was having a great game. I like to pitch deep into games, so if I'm okay, I'm I was okay with getting three strikeout, four strikeouts, but being able to pitch seven, eight innings. And um, I think I was in the eighth inning. Damn, I forgot his name. I really forgot his name. I just know we was playing against the 10, Fort Wayne Ten Caps at Lake County Captains. I think I'm in the eighth inning. I know that I know the tank is. I know my pitch count is high. <laughs> It's a two-zero game. We're winning. I just want to get through the eighth inning and just and pitch a great game for the team. It's it's two outs. I walk the eight hole hitter, ninth hole hitter, get up. First pitch down the middle, bomb, tie the game up. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth inning. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. What's your reaction though? Because we you talk about like pitchers' reactions when they give up nukes. You have the guys that don't look at it. You have the guys that say, "Give me the ball back." You have the guys that do this spit and then will rock around the mound. What's yours? What's your post home run giving up? Uh, what's your body language? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't. I never show too much emotion, good or bad, on the mound. <laughs> which I think I'm, I think next season I might start to show a little more emotion. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Certain, I don't. I'm not 100 certain if I really want to or not. But I'm one of the guys who, if you hit it, you deserve it. I'm just gonna watch it because I want to watch it too. I want to see how far you really hit this ball. So, so yeah, I will sit back and just look, and I watch it until until it leaves the, the yard. I don't. I don't. Hey, give me the ball back. No, yeah. I'm doing it because a second later it can happen again. So let me. I just get the ball. Let me just clear my mind up and keep going. Yeah, no, I, especially with the game of baseball, man, because if you – it's it's all mental. It's all mental, right? It's all mental, this game. And if you let it get in your head, you're going to give up another nuke probably further if you let it get in your head. So it's yeah. it, you definitely have to adjust to giving up home runs and just dealing with failure, man. But what's a game – and we talked about a game where you've given up a, like a nuke that was so far. 
What was, in your opinion, the best game you've had so far in your minor league career where you felt like you were that guy, that dog on the mound? Let's say it was nine innings, 12, like 12 punchies or nine innings, no runs, CG shutout. I would say last year, I would say last season, and well, my last season in Lynchburg, um, I had a 10 strikeout game against Frederick Keys. And like I said, I'm not a strikeout guy. So <laughs> when I got up, when I got up to about six, seven strikeouts, I was like, you know what? Let me go for 10. Let me try to at least get 10 since I'm not even, I never strike guys. Well, I never strike out a bunch of guys in a game, but because I'm a ground ball pitcher and I kind of realized that's that's who I am. So let me just play to my strength. But of course it's good to get some nice punches too. Yeah. And I would say that that game last season against Frederick, after having a game where they just kind of lit me up in the fifth inning, because I gave up like four runs, four or five runs, after shutting them out all into the fifth. And I then I just kind of let it go. So it was kind of like a bounce back game for me. And yeah, I would say that's probably my my game. I just felt like, yeah, you kind of you, you can't. I'm gonna throw it, and I know you're not gonna hit it. It was one of those moments. So it's and it's great. It's cool to have those moments, man. Especially when you're in pro baseball and you you have a moment it's where it's hard. like it's no one can hit hard. this. It is hard, and if anyone thinks baseball is easy, it's not. Especially pro ball. So it's not. It's not easy at the end of the day. So if you see someone's out there shoving, doing great. Just, just be thankful that you're witnessing that because it is, it is hard. It is. It, it, what, and we talk about off-field stuff here. What is, uh, what's your number? Like, what, what numbers have you been rocking with, or what's your preferred number in, in baseball? My preferred number is number eighteen, but with the Indians organization, it's retired, so I can't get the number eighteen. But uh, I've kind of been. I don't have a. Until I can't get number eighteen, I don't have a set number. So I just kind okay. of rock with whatever. Okay. Whatever. They, so 69 is, I'm assuming, taken. I would like anything under 30, of course. But if I have to – I don't want to go past 40 at all. Let's go with 24. Is 24 taken? That's – I don't know if it's taken, but that is Tristan's favorite number. So he's, oh. he's a 24 regardless. <laughs> he's going to be taking it for you, man. I mean, yeah, that, that sucks. Because 24 is a great pitching number. It just looks crisp on a pitcher. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's, that's definitely Tristan's number. I don't know what number that last season though. I'm not sure, but I know that's his number. That's been his number, and hey, he, that's that's him. Yeah, it has been. And let let's keep on going with the off field stuff here. What is a funny thing that a fan has ever said to you, or a funny roast, or a funny chirp? One, Where- hey, one fan said, "Uh, hey, are you Tristan McKenzie?" <laughs> Was he like, joking or was he serious? He was dead serious. He had his card too. He had Tristan McKenzie's baseball card. And I called <laughs> Tristan right after that. I was like, how does he think me and you look like at <laughs> we have no similarities at all? So I, I was like, he was like, Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, he, I'm I'm like, I literally said it's no way to do this a hundred like he was real serious. This happened at Lake County right after like a Sunday game, day game. He was like, Yeah, are you Tristan McKenzie? And it showed me his card. I'm like, you should have no. signed it. I'm like, he's not even, he's not even here. Like, <laughs> I think he was at the time. You should have signed it. You should have signed the card. Been like, yeah, what's up, bro? You want to pick? 
Yeah, well, that would have been hilarious, man. It would have been real funny. But who's a kind of who's a guy in the league right now that you model your pitching style after? You model your game after? Is it a lefty or righty? What is it? I'll say it's a lefty. I'll probably say Dallas Keuchel. Not that I copy his pitches or anything, but I I I, I love watching him pitch. He, he goes after guys. He don't. He doesn't throw that hard, which is the same boat I'm in. He hits his spots. He gets a lot of ground balls. So I'll say Keiko. Okay. Yeah, man. No, Dallas Keiko's definitely, I mean, he has a World Series, so that's definitely a cool guy to model the game after. But a couple more things here, man. I mean, let's go into this offseason coming up here. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different. You have more rest going into spring training. We don't know what's going to be happening with minor league baseball, obviously. But what's kind of a set of goals or something that you're looking forward to just having next year or yeah like just what's a set of goals you have going into next year uh like i said with v loads it was the one goal for me is being able to just kind of sit between 90 really 91 to about 93 94 i would be i would be totally happy to see me make that jump especially in consistency i probably show up flashes every now and then i'll show a, a two or one well, i show a three or a 92.8 like i want to i want to be able to sit 92 and um i say that's one goal getting more innings i'm a guy who loves to throw a bunch of innings and, and stay i'm a guy who stays healthy luckily thankfully so i'm knocking on wood right now <laughs> yeah knock on i got you <laughs> but um i think last year was my most innings ever i think i pitched around one it looked hot like 138 or 140 jesus man that and is... i've been at the last the last few seasons i've been throwing 130 plus or 100 yeah, 130 plus the last three, four seasons. Well, yeah, the last three seasons. So, I'm, of course, I want to get more in each year and show that um, I can stay healthy. And that's been the main thing for me is staying healthy. And uh, like I said, just so that's one more to go for me and uh, cut down my walks and generate more strikeouts, of course. And I know the VLO is going to help me get more strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, you. I think I'd go over 10 against you, Lifetime, based on watching your film. That's for sure. But – no, man, it's the last thing I want to bring up here. We'll we'll get a little sentimental here. What would you, let's let's say we're talking to Cleveland Indian fans. What do they have to expect from Juan Hillman? Like, what can they expect from you off the field, on the field? What kind of guy are they going to be getting in the near future? Well, I'm bring a lot of joy to the field. I'm I'm a man of the people. But I said I want to see everyone happy. Uh, I, I hate saying the word good vibes, but because <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm a hippie or anything. But uh. No, that's that's all I want from everyone, and I want to see everyone happy. And uh, like I say I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I love interacting with the fans, even if it's just for a few seconds. I love showing them like, hey, I'm 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 the same guy. I'm the same person as you. We're we're all normal at the end of the day. And um, yeah, you definitely gonna get a guy who who just wants to win and and keep us in the ball game. And yeah. um, that's what you get out of me. And they can guarantee, I mean, just based off of your resume, just the, the shit ton of innings you just eat up in the minors. I mean, you've thrown on like so many innings, which is crazy. I don't think a lot of guys have done that, to be honest. Like you really put off some crazy numbers with the innings pitch. And I'm sure the front office, the front office loves that shit. They just love seeing you go out there and do your work. But how, has the front office like reached out to you or just let, let you know where you stand in the system or anything like that? Uh yeah, I believe yeah. I mean, I would say so. 
they're, they're, I feel like our organization is the best when it comes to reaching out to their players. Uh, of course, helping with each player. They don't, they don't show favoritism at all. And it, it's been that way since I was drafted and I love, I love seeing it. So um, I'm older now. So I'm even seeing it even more now with the younger guys. It's like everyone is, everyone is a priority for them. And that's why I think, uh, that's why I think we're the best organization, especially when it comes to the, to the minor league players. Um, they, they just want the best for us. So uh, I'm happy to be with Cleveland. You see it. You see it with that, with the amount of pitchers they have come up. Like for instance, they trade Trevor Bauer. Next thing you know, you got a guy by the name of Tristan McKenzie strolling through the system, just throwing 98 plus for fun. So it's, that yeah, system yeah, is crazy. Definitely, definitely. We definitely have a bunch of guys and, uh, all I can tell Cleveland is just just be ready, just be ready because they're about to, it, it's, it's coming. Uh, it's definitely coming, and um, like I said, we have a lot of guys coming through the system, and uh, it's, it's definitely going to start showing. So, and let's guarantee this: when you get that call to the show, I'm gonna need you to do this. We, we're we're boys now. We text. I'm gonna need you to send yeah, me that. Yeah, you got my number, and I have yours. So. I'm gonna need you to send me the eye emoji when you get called up, like just the eyes, and I'll be like, okay, let's go. He, he's going to the show. Let's just guarantee yeah, that. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember a lot of things. I definitely remember that. So okay, so there you ha- there you have it, man. I mean, what one electric interview, electric guy. It was a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for helping out with the brand. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.